0: This is Intelligent Logistics, a podcast from Position Imaging, the pioneers in tracking technology. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host Tyler Kern and today on the show we're exploring the differences between buy online, pick up in store and pick up drop off otherwise known as BOPUS and PUDO. Uh, You're going to hear a lot more about those, some details, some advantages and disadvantages to both approaches and joining me today is our subject matter expert. His name is Mo Chima. He is the Omnichannel Solutions Designer at Position Imaging. Mo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks Tyler. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, I'm thrilled to have you on the show today. And so, uh, Mo, can you start off just by defining what BOPUS and PUDO are for us, and, and give us an idea of what these two strategies are, and 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 maybe yeah, define them for us. Sure. Um, so BOPUS, I'll start with BOPUS, which which
1: stands for Buy Online Pick Up in Store. And the way it works is that a customer places an order online, but instead of opting in for a for a home delivery option, they select to pick the order up at the store. There's also a variation of this service, um, which a lot of people may have become more familiar with these days because of COVID, and that is curbside pickup. So you drive up and tell the retailer you're outside and they bring the order out to you uh, and even put it in the trunk of your car. (laughs) On the other hand, uh, PUDO, uh, which stands for pickup drop-off Uh, Those are locations where couriers can drop off packages so that the customers can pick them up at their convenience. Um, Sometimes customers opt in for that option uh, when ordering online, uh, while other times couriers drop off uh, packages there um, because they are unable to make the delivery to your house um, because you probably weren't home at the time of the delivery and perhaps they needed a signature from you, so they couldn't make the delivery, so then they go ahead and drop it off at the puto point.
0: So, Mo, one of the things I think is really interesting to talk about and worth bringing up as we have this conversation is that you are really uniquely qualified to explain BOPUS and puto just because of your experiences. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how it's helped inform your knowledge of BOPUS and PUDO and, and really give you a lot of expertise in this particular area? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, so, so my current role is, you know, the the as the director of uh, solutions design and uh, and uh, and architecture. Um, I am working mainly on the retail side, um, and what I'm doing is just helping design the omnichannel fulfillment hub. And one of the main things that 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 one of the main services uh, that that I work on is but the buy online, pick up in store, and designing the specific solutions or customized. Solutions for retailers, and 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 uh, there's a variation of that service uh, also uh, is, is which is a curbside pickup. So I work on this day to day, every single day, um, helping with uh, design the solutions for different retailers. Um, but on the other side, I, I do have experience on the pickup drop-off uh, points as well because previous to my to my current role. I was at UPS. Uh, I led the last mile delivery strategy at UPS. Um, and I was also part of the UPS access point team, the strategy team. And at the time uh, I was there, you know, that's when we did the, uh, the rollout with Michaels, CVS and advanced auto parts. So I was very involved with the strategy, uh, helped devise uh, some of the, you know, the, some of the, the, what, what should go on the product roadmap, uh, did some of the evaluation with the team there. So f- both from the Pudo side as well as the BOPES side, I worked directly with the retailers worked uh, in, a, in a courier side capacity um, as well as now on a vendor side uh, side to help retailers design their own um, own operations as well.
0: So given everything that's going on with with COVID-19 right now, I I think that there are a lot of factors that are making these options more attractive. But from your perspective as an expert in in this particular area, what is making these options more attractive to retailers right now and and making them something that um, is becoming an increasingly uh, large strategy in the world of retail?
1: Yeah. So BOPIS is attractive to retailers because they no longer have to incur the high shipping expenses of, uh, of shipping, uh, packages to, to, to the customer's homes. They used to ship these items from warehouses or distribution centers, uh, to to customers homes now the customers are coming to the retailer store so naturally it has become a very attractive option for retailers um and and as you know uh ups fedex and other large couriers have been continuously increasing the 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 shipping cost especially over the past year because of the uh because of the never (laughs) never ending peak season (laughs) um and and because of that the the, also this has become a very attractive option now PUDO is actually a more attractive option for the couriers, although there are still benefits uh, for having uh, PUDO stra- strategy implemented to the retailers. Because what that does for the retailer is um, it allows it actually brings additional foot traffic to their retail stores uh, who opt in to become part of the PUDO network for a specific courier. However, if we take a step back, um PUDO uh Pudo networks are actually managed by and they're owned by specific courier companies and for the most part they're closed network uh, ne- uh the closed network uh locations, uh, where somebody like a UPS or a FedEx, DHL, et cetera, they go and recruit and onboard different retail locations that are strategically located, uh, where, where they deliver a lot of packages. So, uh, maybe, uh, maybe they're in non-driver lease areas is what we call them. What, what happens in non-driver lease areas is, uh, when you go to make a delivery and someone's not home, um, for the most part, in the U.S., as you probably know, uh, couriers drop the package off at the porch. So there are a lot of issues for why um, uh, couriers actually don't drop off packages at the porch. Uh, porch piracy, as, as we all know, is, is has been um, increasing over the years. As, as e-commerce has increased, uh, so has porch piracy. So what happens is the couriers can, uh, uh, can actually identify specific neighborhoods that they say, okay, we're no longer, uh, we will no longer drop off packages at the porch here because of a high crime rate. Uh, it's, it's just not a safe neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera. So. In that neighborhood, they will they will then go and recruit and onboard specific retail locations like mom and pop shops, their independent retailers, you know, or in some cases, it's also um, large brands. Uh, also. Um, um, so what what happens is they can then go and drop off the packages at these uh, PUDO locations um, so so uh, so that the customer can go and conveniently pick up those packages when they have the time, when they actually get home from work, when they get home, maybe they're on vacation, etc., etc. So it gives them the flexibility uh, to pick up the packages that's convenient for them. So uh, again, to to, I guess, sum it up, BOPIS is a more retailer-centric solution, whereas PUDO is a courier-centric solution. But PUDO does have uh, some benefit to the retailers as well, uh, meaning it it helps them bring that additional foot traffic to the store.
0: That's really interesting. And I'm guessing BOPIS as well, you know, part of the... Part of the allure for for retailers is that when people do pick up things in store, if they do come into the store and maybe pick it up at a at a central you know customer service location or something like that, that there's always the thought that okay you 've gotten them in the store there's a high likelihood they'll buy something else while they're there right so we've learned uh
1: both from direct and indirect research that's been conducted. Um, and, and is available publicly for the most part. That one third of the customers that actually come into the store via BOPIS or via PUDO, they actually shop in the store. So, if if, if a store is getting uh, ten uh, people that are coming in to pick up a package or an order that they ordered online, but they are actually coming to the to the retail store to pick it up, you know, uh, the chances are that three or
0: four of those uh, those customers will actually shop in the store as well. That's fantastic stuff, yeah, and just great statistics, I think, that, that help show um, exactly the, the impact of these particular strategies that, that retailers can take. I, I'm curious, you, you've, you've done a really good job defining what these two uh, strategies and approaches look like. Um, from your perspective, what, uh, what are the primary advantages to each one, and, and why might a retailer employ one but not the other, or why might a retailer employ both of these particular strategies?
1: So it really depends um, on on what the retailer is trying to achieve at the end of the day. If the retailer is just trying to uh, save on shipping costs, they they would uh, they would more likely deploy the BOPIS strategy because with Pudo, there's still the delivery aspect. You you, you can't eliminate the delivery aspect uh, with Pudo. What happens is you're just not implementing Pudo at your own store you when, when you talk about Pudo again Pudo is a courier centric solution so the couriers go and onboard different retailers so uh, michaels is actually a good example michaels does buy online pick up in store and they, that's their own solution. That's a uh, I call it unit brand, meaning it's it's only for that specific brand. But then they also have partnered with UPS Access Point um, uh, team, and they they are part of the UPS Access Point network. Now, by the way, the UPS Access Point is uh, it, that's just what UPS calls it, but everyone else in the world calls it PUDO pick up drop off uh, points. Uh, so that's that's the name that they have trademarked. But it, 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 it's essentially the same exact thing so they've become so michaels has become part of the ups access point network what happens is when you, you or i if we shop online through whatever mode uh whatever platform whatever website whatever marketplace etc cetera, etc cetera, and if ups is the one shipping uh for that for that uh customer UPS could drop that package off at an access point location that happens to be Michael's. Now, you didn't you didn't purchase an item from Michael's, right? I didn't purchase an item from Michael's. Maybe I purchased it from, I don't know, uh, I, I bought an iPhone online, maybe. Um, and for, for something like that, especially for something like that, because it's a high value item, UPS needed to probably acquire a signature from you. You weren't home. And then UPS decided to go and drop it off at an access point location. So that's that's where Pudo comes in. So some retailers like Michaels have implemented both strategies. They they and the, again the benefit that they're going to get from being a part of the Pudo network is, is that additional foot traffic. Um, uh, the benefit that they're going to get from being a a, a or having a BOPIS service uh, or a curbside pickup service is that they are going to eliminate their shipping costs and they're going to get their customers to come into their their stores. So they really get to control this entire customer experience from start all the way to the end. So like I said in the beginning, it's all about what the retailer is trying to achieve at the end of the day and their strategy, uh, will, will then showcase that.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I think the way that you explained that, especially using the Michaels example really makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and you can really see what the benefits are for these retailers. And so I think that, that, that really does resonate. Um, and I suppose given just the, the challenges of COVID-19 and the way that that has changed, maybe buyer and consumer behavior, um, I would assume that these were strategies and these were approaches that were probably already in use pre-COVID, but really accelerated as a result. Is that something that you noticed, is that the the rate that these particular strategies are being employed has really increased as a result of COVID-19? Absolutely. So uh,
1: we saw that in 2019, Macy's buy online, pick up in store orders increased by about 62%. And this was in 2019, before everyone, anyone even knew about coronavirus. Um, and and but, but the problem was that before COVID or coronavirus, uh, the this trend was actually very lopsided. So some some retailers were implementing this as part of their overall um, store uh, operations strategy, and, and and modernizing the stores um, and converting them into you know the, the, the store of the future. It was very lopsided, but but after COVID, because some of the retailers had already implemented that strategy and they were benefiting from it, those other retailers had to make you know nobody could come to the store and and nobody there was a you know the never-ending peak and the shipping costs were rising, et cetera, et cetera. So all of this really. Um, you know when it's like when when they say the the, the the pure innovation really comes about when you've got no other options so you have to innovate to survive otherwise you will no longer exist so 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 when this when that situation kind of hit all the retailers in the face they had to scrounge and they had to find the solution and the one solution that was just right in front of them that they knew they could implement um, and it was already proven in the market they learned from the other retailers and they they started to implement right away um in fact actually um by the end of this year by the end of 2021 uh, it's been it's been uh, forecasted that about 90 percent of the retailers will have uh buy online pickup in store or pick up at curbside services enabled so that i mean looking at where this was in 2019 where where you know people didn't really know about it the people they were still in testing it they were Trying to learn um, to 2021, the end of 2021, where 90% of the retailers are forecasted to have this. I mean, it's just absolutely. I would say for sure, COVID definitely brought this trend um, uh, to to the to the front.
0: Yeah, no, that's. uh, I think you're absolutely right about that. Um, And and, you know, as we continue to talk about these different retail strategies. and you pretty much said as much here in, in your previous answer, but these strategies seem to be something that will continue to grow and move forward. And so as someone who, who works in, and lives and breathes in this area at position imaging, um, this has to be something that, that you're looking at moving forward. How can you help retailers maybe, how, how can you help enable them to move forward with strategies like this? What kind of technology exists and what kind of options exist to really help them take a step forward when it comes to their bopis and PUDO strategies?
1: Actually, so so I think that's an excellent question. Um, as as the director of uh, solutions design here at position imaging um, i am primarily focused on you know uh the the retail side of our business where i am actually helping a lot of different retailers uh design that omni-channel experience um uh, that so that it, it's phys- the physical world and the digital world is connected and that's sort of the experience that the customers are are, are looking for today so they buy online they come into the store and and just like how everything Worked perfectly online. They want everything to work perfectly um, offline, if you will, or the physical world. Um, and, and they will co- they will bring all of the the you know the technology with them. For example, their smartphone, right? The sm- and actually, the, the, it, it's the the study has shown that 80% of the customers that are actually. In the store, they end up using their cell phone. They end up using their smartphone in the store. So we said, okay, how can how can we take the customer that you know the device they already have in their hand, they're using it in the store. Why don't we enable them to use that device to actually self serve um, and pick their items up in the store? So uh, we designed a a solution called the Eye Center that we put into the store where th- what. Essentially, the retailers stage all of the orders at the iPickup Center, all the orders that that come into the store that the customer says, okay, I'm going to pick it up in the store. What the, what the retailer has to do is they have to go pick it off the shelf. They have to maybe pack it in some fashion and then they have to put it somewhere before the customer comes and picks up their item. And that's the technology that we have developed, um, where the retailer can just stage the item on the shelf and it gets, it's fully monitored. It's monitored via computer vision. Um, we keep an eye on it and it's, it's, it's secure, um, until the customer comes to pick it up. So they stage it and they forget about it. And when the customer actually comes and picks it up for themselves, they get a they get a QR code on their phone via text, email, or 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 via the mobile app of that retailer. They scan the QR code. We tell them exactly uh, where the packages or the order is located on the shelf. They go and pick it up. The entire transaction only takes it only needs about 15 seconds uh, to take place. Now, if you have a full integration, then that's about three to five seconds at the most um, because all they're doing is scanning a QR code and the system tells them uh, where their item is located. And once once the item gets picked up, then the retailer gets notified, hey, by the way, the transfer of ownership happened. You just closed a sale. So congratulations, right? Right. Um, what this allows uh, allows the retailer to do is two things. One is it provides an ex- an amazing customer experience uh, for the shopper uh, because they don't have to wait in line, they don't have to find the store associate, that, and they don't they don't have to interact with them. Uh, people uh, like to be empowered uh, to self serve. So that so that's the customer experience side. The, on the other side, on the uh, labor and operation side, well, what we're seeing right now in, in today's world. Uh, retailers are having a very hard time finding uh, finding labor. There's there, there's a shortage of labor, um, and they're having to uh, not only hike up uh, uh, how much they 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 pay their employees, but also some of them are opting to pay bonuses if if uh, it, you know if people come and work for them. They don't have to do that anymore because you can essentially outsource the labor to the customer. You only have to do half of the job now. Before. Or currently, what's happening is you have to stage the packet. The employee has to you know pick pack, stage the item, and then they have to go and pick it up, uh, find that item actually. Finding is also difficult. finding that item again, and then um, and then give give it to the customer. The second part, the latter part, you we're completely op- automating that because we're outsourcing it to the customer. So the retailer employees only have to worry about uh, the first part. So we are reducing the labor. Uh, that, that's needed by by almost half.
0: Well, that's some uh, some incredible stuff, and especially just during the era of COVID nineteen, I think especially important things to to note there just about these particular approaches in the world of retail. And so, Mo, as we begin to wrap up our conversation here today, I wanted to turn things over to you to give us any final thoughts or conclusions that you have, just in light of our conversation around Pudo and uh, and Bopas. So, um, give us any final thoughts. Give us any conclusions that you have, just to uh, tie a bow on this on this uh, conversation we've had here today
1: yeah i I guess my final thoughts would be you know as we look ahead uh i like to end with this uh, you know as we look ahead we're in 2021 and and as we look at the the, what's going to happen in the next few years in the retail space to be honest um the the stores of the future are approaching they're going to be built all around experience how does how can you provide the best experience possible for the shopper that walks into your store and i talk about that a lot um and i think what the retailers need to start doing is they need to start the store of the future is not a store it's it's a lot of different things it's a, it's more of a show showroom if you will where you're showcasing new items you're showcasing your your best sold items um and it's designed around you know um uh, maybe trying things on uh et cetera et cetera but at the same time the store of the future is also um, f- around, uh, built around fulfillment. So, th- what I'm also helping design uh, retailers is an omni channel fulfillment hub inside the store. So, uh, the space, there needs to be space dedicated to fulfillment operations. And again, the iPickup system uh, itself uh, supports that as well. Um, so you've got your, your buy online pickup in store, your curbside pickup, a- as well as your Pudo services. And not to forget, uh, the sh- the deliver from store or ship from store service, uh, again, it works the same way because when the driver arrives, co- the driver arrives at the store to pick up the item to deliver to the customer. They also have to wait. They also have to find the store associate, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, so they can also go in and pick the item up themselves and make the delivery. Uh, and, you know, uh, so it's a convenient process for the drivers as well. So The stores of the future needs to be, uh, you know, focused on providing the best experience possible for the shoppers that are coming in. And it's also about fulfilling from the store. And I'll I'll just leave that there, that the the second part, I think I would recommend to retailers to develop an in-store omni-channel fulfillment hub um, to make their fulfillment from store operations
0: efficient and more streamlined. Well, that is a fantastic way to wrap up this episode here today. Mo Chima, Omnichannel Solutions Designer for Position Imaging. Mo, thank you so much for joining us here today and uh, breaking down the differences between Popus and PUDO and also explaining how this fits into a larger retail strategy. Mo, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Tyler, thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And everyone go to position-imaging.com for more from Position Imaging to learn a little bit more about the solutions they provide and the expertise that they have in the world of retail. And stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, for my guest today, Mochima, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for watching.